0: to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. The content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hey, sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul. We got a jam-packed show planned for you guys this week. We have my boy, Matty Pace in the building with the motivational segment for all the men out there. We also have my brother JB in to share a story that all plays in into the main discussion topic for this week. We also have the End of Mind Hayes segment. We got that. We have a lot planned for you guys this week. The Cookie Chronicles is also back this week. So, um, we you know what, enough. We got enough to go into. For anyone who's a first-time listener, I'm your host, CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at The Awakened Soul Pod or at Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. And then if you want to follow me, personally you can do so at CEO Hayes. that's ceo h-a-i-z-e we also are a part of the breaks media network where you can find all lovely beautiful and black ass podcasts but enough of the preferencing. we're gonna go ahead and get into our intro music i'll catch you guys on the other side of that within the, the minor haze segment
1: the following
0: is a breaks media podcast Hayes, Hayes. You know you got it. What's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to my dark and twisted crazy ass mind and so on this week's edition of the in the mind of Haze segment the real the thing that I, I want to talk to you guys about and you know I throughout the show I'm gonna try to step away from the too much coronavirus talk um but in the during this segment I do want to talk about social isolation and like how that the effects that that, that has or can have on us and you Know the why it's important to try to stay busy in these times, not only to keep yourself from being idle, but also to not really stress about what's going on. And so, um, like for me, um, something that I'm trying to do during this social distancing thing, um, is really just plan out, uh, the short film that I'm working on, uh, the horror film with my daughter, and also finish the creative short film and we'll finish recording it. Actually, have to edit it and, and mix it down and all that stuff. So, um, that's that's you know, and for us for creatives, I think it's let me not say it's easier, but we have more th- something almost readily available um to t- kind of take off our minds off of, it, especially for podcasters, youtubers as well um I know a lot of youtubers have gone, even if they weren't necessarily daily vlogs before have gone over to that, just you know showing what they're doing to stay busy and, and you know trying to keep up with content with for that keeps them with something to do. Um, but for the people who like most of their life was either work or uh, sports or outside activities or ac- activities that their kids had. And that's really what kept them busy. All that's kind of slowed down or not kind of all that has slowed down for a lot of us. And so it's, it may be difficult um, to find things to do. And what I'll say, you know, it's easy to say, you know, maybe try podcasts, maybe try YouTubing. Um, but those are things that, you know, at this point, if you ever thought about. You know, doing a podcast. You ever thought about starting a YouTube channel? Maybe your time to start researching. Um. Also, outside of that, like, you know, me and uh, Dan on Drugs from uh from Black Long Legal Lies and a few Screws Loose, we always um kind of talk about the University of YouTube, right? The fact that a lot of what we do and what we know um in audio editing or in video or just in general, uh, Dan with his you know DIY stuff, has all been learned through. The University of YouTube. And this is a chance um, for you to get on there and use YouTube more than just something to watch silly videos or whatever is to actually get there and see if what what's out there to help you learn something. Or maybe it's your time to finish something around the house. Or maybe if you haven't haven't had time, you've always hired someone to like work in your basement, pull up a carpet, put down a hardwood floor or build a deck. Maybe it's your chance now to kind of learn those skills yourself through the University of YouTube. There's also Skillshare, which uh, if you most there's always um, uh, a chance to get a month or two months free of Skillshare. And so um, with that being said, like that's a great place where, if you know, the YouTube thing, because it can be hard to find it. Uh, Skillshare is a great place to to learn a lot of skills um, and, and stuff that you can do on your own because they have full tutorials and classes on there to where you can learn stuff. And I just hate to see uh, people, you know, get depressed because of this, because, you know, everyone is not a homebody. I am extremely. Almost everything that I do out of enjoyment can be done from my home, whether it's this podcast, whether it's YouTube, whether it's, you know, video games or stuff with my kids. You know, and um, it, it, I just think that it's important to keep yourself busy, journal, like draw, like I- anything at this point. Um, so, yeah, especially with this episode where we got Maddie Pace, who's going to be dropping a lot of uh, uh, motivational stuff in the segment that he has. I really think it's important to kind of uplift and for our children. For those of us with children, we all know that this is a really, really tough time for a lot of kids, especially if your kids are really active. Um, my kids, as much as they won't say it, I, I can I can feel that they are they get bored and they get I wouldn't say call it depression. I don't like throwing the word depression around too easily, but it, it's, it's really affected them to be in the house this much, um, especially my, my youngest, Alan. Uh, he's just a busybody. And if he doesn't have a place an outlet to get that out you know he he goes a little crazy so uh i actually recorded some footage i actually took them to the park briefly um i think that was friday and you know it was good to just get out we didn't stay out long there weren't many other people at the park so i felt safe with having them out there um it was a little chilly but you know we were bundled up but it was just good to see them get out get to run around shoot the basketball a little bit and just get off some of that energy that's been built up throughout this time i don't know Um, where a lot of you, uh, live listeners, um, I know I have a high concentration in like DC, uh, New York and, and Oh, Missouri, of course. But, um, I just, I know that like Missouri and Ohio has, has now been under official stay home orders. Now it's not as restrictive as that may sound. Um, we are still able to get out, get some exercise, take the dog for a walk. Um, it's just, it's official order. a, A lot of things are closing at a certain time. Um, you know, you should, you're supposed to only be out if you're either exercising, walking the dog, going to work or, um, going to the grocery store or to seek medical intention. Like if it's anything other than that, we really aren't supposed to be out now. It's kind of hard to enforce when you also have, uh, it written in there that you're able to just walk around and get some exercise. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes and hopefully it helps a lot and people adhere to it. Um, I know people are already keeping their travels to a minimum. Which, uh, you know, by everyone's who's smarter than me and scientists, I said that really will help um, with this coronavirus thing. So, you know, overall, not to, not to bug down on the coronavirus thing, but with uh, this isolation, just stay busy. Watch those movies that you didn't get a chance to have. Read those books. Do everything you can there. Um, but that's just all that was on my mind for this particular segment this week. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. When we come back from that, uh, you're actually going to hear Maddie mo uh with his uh motivational thing and then after that is actually uh the cookie chronicles from the first lady so i'll see you guys briefly right after that
3: What's going on ladies and gentlemen, Matty Pace coming at you live from the Matty Mo Show, the host the most mojo, kicking off King Part 1, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, King Part 1, but if this is however your first time tuning in at the Matty Mo Show, thank you for lending me your ears and attention, second off, hop in at the iTunes podcast section where you can subscribe to the Matty Mo Show and have every episode up there for free Down loud, download, now. you can also hop on to Show.com for your one stop shop and daily entertainment and everything dope, you can get to any and all my shows from up there as well as any platform I'm listening. On both audio and visual, so go check it out, MattyMoShow.com, Show.com, where you can also subscribe and become a member all for free, baby. That's right. And if you got Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit up the Matty Mo Show and leave your boy a nice little rating and review. No, but without any further ado, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to deliver straight to you, King Part 1. compliments to my man CEO Hayes, and thank you very much for asking me to do men's motivation because this right here, man, this right here is special. Now, for those of y'all that don't know me, I bring a lot of passion to my show, I bring a lot of different creativity, but this one right here, this one is special because it is for all my fellow kings out there. Yes, I said kings. Now, I know on a daily basis, we have to deal with a lot of pressures, some necessary and some unnecessary, but the most important thing to remember is that you are resilient. You are king. You are man. You are all that is good in the world, and though we compliment our queens and how beautiful they are, I think we need to take a couple steps back to realize and understand just how beautiful we are. Now, a lot of men feel emasculated by these terms beautiful gorgeous but these are things that we are and the sooner that we begin to become one the sooner we become together the better off we will be as a whole and individuals just like women boost each other up with confidence and compliments we need to do the same thing for our fellow kings because a lot of us out there are viewing each other as competition when we are not competition but we are merely a force a force of modern-day nature that can bring right to a wrong situation and that can make good out of bad. It is important for us to realize and understand our true potential comes from within and is shown from without. Now, a lot of times people will witness the potential in us before we acknowledge it ourselves, but it is important and imperative to understand that this is you, that you are you, that you are beautiful, you are king, you are man, and being a man requires, requires a lot of strength, it requires a lot of power, and it requires a lot of dedication, because not only do we have pressures put on us each and every day to be the man, but we have a meaning and a purpose different from anyone else walking this planet we are who we are to the depths of our soul. And it's important for us to understand that the sooner we come together and stop separating and dividing one another, stop breaking each other down and start building each other up, the better off that we will be, like I said, as people and as individuals. So fellas, gentlemen, kings, Everybody out there listening understand how truly amazing you are and everything that you bring to the table isn't yet to be found but will come as time passes. So continue to wake up each and every day. Be powerful. Be great be understanding and don't be afraid to be who you are support one another man and just wait and see how the tides will turn in our favor as we will begin to not only experience self-love but we will be able to give love selflessly all right gentlemen thank you very much for tuning in to today's blast of King part one motivation where I will be delivering two more as CEO Hayes my man my friend will be able to give this to you in a fashion that can can't be done by anyone else. So thank you very much to my fellow Kings out there. Thank you very much to CEO Hayes. I truly appreciate you King. And I hope that everything good in the world comes to you and everybody out there listening to this right now. So thank you very much for tuning into this segment of King part one and be sure to catch me on King part two, where I'll be coming with even more intensity, even more veracity and an even more motivational message. Thank you very much. This is Matty Pace coming at you live from the Matty Mo Show, the host, the most mojo saying one life
0: one love i'm out all right ladies and gentlemen so that was shout out to maddie uh maddie is just somebody who i've only met from podcasting and you'll hear my brother jb uh later in this uh, podcast just talking about how standoffish i was when we first started like this whole podcasting thing and you know now i'm able to build actual relationships with people um which is just crazy to me that i was a that i'm able to that i've never met before and you know someone who's labeled as an extreme introvert you know jb called me out on that you hear that in the main uh discussion but it's it's just good to be able to have like-minded people around and people that motivate you and people that keep you uplifted so uh yeah i just wanted to say that about my maddie uh pace aka maddie mo if you don't listen to his podcast definitely go and check it out you will not hear anything like it period point blank anywhere um but we're gonna go ahead we're gonna take another break you're hear from a Breaks Media podcast, and then we are going to get into the Cookie
3: Chronicles.
2: Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed.
3: It's your boy T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, power ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's ass catch them in I
0: am <laughs> the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J.
2: And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports.
0: And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The, judgment, the gentleman. Also known as K Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the People's Jabroni.
2: <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we have four friends come together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before.
3: Damn straight.
2: So check us out every Wednesday get at us. Hey Saints and Apes, this is the First Lady here with Cookie Chronicles and welcome to the Awakened Soul podcast. This week is a little serious. Now everyone knows that COVID-19 aka the coronavirus has been around um, since November of 2019. Now sources say that the president's and other people in the White House had knowledge of how big this could be since January. We're currently in March. So my question is, to everyone who's maybe scared or unsure of things that are going on, Um, what are your thoughts on it? Are you scared for different reasons? Like, I know now, my fear with COVID-19 is that we're having people come out saying that they tested positive and they have no symptoms. So there's different jobs and employers that are having their their employees do like two weeks on, two weeks off to try to avoid the spread of it. Um, but if at this point people are showing positive and having no symptoms, then two weeks on, two weeks off is a little irrelevant at this point. So, now, if to catch it, God forbid, um, I would hope that I would be one of those people that did not have symptoms because just seeing the videos of the elderly and the young kids, especially, like, struggling to breathe and everything like that, it's really, really, really sad, and I don't wish that on anyone um, but that is my fear. My fear is if it's really airborne and can stay on surfaces and in airspace for a certain amount of days or hours, and people have no symptoms there there's really no way to avoid it like and people have been like on this scarcity wave of buying up everything and <clears throat> staying home and just i don't know this is just. It's all just a very bad dream. And granted, I am a person that works and comes straight home anyway. Um, To have to be restricted to the house is a bit much. Like the option is no longer there for me. And God forbid how the people are feeling that always are out and about and doing things like not being able to go out and party or go sit down at a restaurant or go to the movies. Like movie theaters have shut down. There are schools that are out for the rest of the school year in some of these states and counties. Um, I know I'm in Maryland and Prince George's County and I think those kids are not going back to school as of right now until um, early April, I want to say. But Um, I've also heard that this can go on well into July, August, and I just to put people's lives on restriction like this. Now I've saw articles that China is almost at a 100% recovery rate, um, which is really good. I mean, they did have people pass away from it, but more people recover than pass away. So that's also a great thing. Um, and then you have a lot of people, you know, On social media saying, well, okay, so yes, the coronavirus is a semi-serious thing, but what is the government doing to, like, behind the scenes of the coronavirus? Like, what other laws are they trying to pass? Like, what's the real issue? Because it seems like they're trying to distract us, the American people, from whatever is really going on outside of this, you know? So there's so many conspiracy theories, there's so many scares there's so many worries there's so many things that people have questions for and our president I'm going to say our (laughs) number 45 is not doing a very good job at answering them I was watching one of the press conferences the other day and one of the reporters asked you know what are you going to do what can you say to help the the scared American people like the Americans that are scared and don't know what's going to happen next And he had the nerve to tell this reporter that he was doing bad reporting and that he was sensationalizing the issue. And we all know how stupid number 45 is. So I'm not even going to go any further into that. But people were asking very valid questions and there were no real answers, no real direct answers given. I feel like they talked in a lot of circles. Um, And the fact that people like there's not enough tests to go around for everybody is a scare in itself. Um, Some of the symptoms, um, I think the first symptom they say is sore throat, like a sore, scratchy throat, um, headaches, coughing. Um, And again, some people do not have symptoms. So my thing is, at this point, everybody needs to be tested. Everybody. And it doesn't make sense to allow people to be out of their homes during work hours between 8 and 5 for the companies that have not shut down. Um, Because of people not having symptoms and coming positive, at this point, the whole country needs to shut down for at least three weeks and no one go outside. Unless it's going, you know, you're going to the grocery store or you have an essential job like police or EMT or you work at a hospital. Because, and if not, we're just going to keep spreading it around. And no one wants to go through this longer than we need to. And I feel like the more they put off not shutting the country down for at least three weeks, the longer this is going to stretch out and be. Um, But what are your concerns? What are your scares? let me know what you're thinking
0: time for the main discussion topic for this week's episode and so this one is really built around the singular idea right the idea that I get it it, money is very important in everything we do I want to make sure that I say that money is important but you have to kind of find a balance between passion and money so I started off with this thought that passion can take you where money won't Passion can get you through where money won't. We all like we've, most people have have sit there and had jobs, right, that you hated doing. But you stayed in that job for so long because the checks were good. The money was good. Um, and sometimes that does that. That definitely plays a part and that can keep some people motivated to go through some of the bullshit Um, that they that will go through just because the money's right. And, you know, I don't want to take away from that because, you know, it's it's important. But I I also think we live in a day and age where you can monetize almost anything. And even if you can't monetize what your passion is, it's important to have it. So passion and career. Um, And, you know, I I listen to Gary Vee a lot. You guys all should, especially if you're business and minded and motivated. Um, It's important to do whatever you're happy. And for some people clocking in from nine to five and doing their job and getting that check is all the passion that they need. And have, and that's fine. So, I want to make sure that even in talking about this, I'm not trying to vilify or downplay anyone who does find their passion in normal nine to five work because there's nothing to shake your head at. My, the thing is, is that everyone needs to find their own version of happiness, right? Can you truly be happy about something that you have no passion in? Can the money get you through? Um, and so, you know, and sometimes now, nowadays, like if you follow your passion, the money will eventually come because, and we'll talk about it here. What, what, when you follow the passion you're passionate about what you do. There's the, it plays a part into so many other things. Um, in in into like uh your your the way that you keep yourself motivated, the way that you motivate other people around you at your job, the way that you interact with people, being passionate about what you can work in, um, can really, really play a big part in in your overall happiness. So we're gonna go ahead. We gotta have a pre-recorded uh thing that I did with my brother JB. And I I was I really wanted to talk to him, not just because he's my friend and I've known him for like five or six years at this point. But because I wanted to um, highlight the differences in the path that we took, because my passion took me in a a way that was away from nine to five and freelance photography, videography, sound engineering, all this stuff. I put everything that I learned in podcasting into something and turned it into into my passion, into my motivation, into my business. But J.B., on the other hand, went to went to college Um, I think he was chasing, uh, not chasing, but he was going to obtain his computer science degree or software engineering degree. He says it in the, in this segment. So forgive me. Um, and he didn't like, he eventually didn't do that and found his passion in being in sales and working and motivating people to be better salesmen. So I think it's like, it's that conversation is really important. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to jump into that conversation and I'll catch you guys right after that with some more, uh, knowledge that I want to give you before we go away. I, I said at the top of the show that I this segment was going to be me being joined by my brother who kind of made me feel bad because he mentioned how we never, he hasn't, well he's been on the Awakening Show before but not consistently, we talk about a lot of shit but we don't get to talk about anything other than the movie so joining me from the Film Frequency Podcast is my good brother The Prodigal One, JB, what's going on bro? What's going on
1: Hayes, yeah, um, yeah that, it's been, the last time I was on the show was probably like maybe two years ago or a year and a half so yeah definitely glad to be back it
0: hasn't been no bro when we when we relaunched the film frequency we did an episode here first so no it hasn't been that long bro okay yeah you're right yeah. about six months ago yeah, it's about six months um but so something that i i wanted to talk about especially with like the coronavirus thing going on and like people getting uh, cut from their jobs and really kind of like some because some people aren't getting their jobs back, especially if they work for a smaller company. They may have to go back into the workforce and look for something new. And so my mind immediately went to, you know, I know, you know, and most who listen to this know that I, I do this full time now. And it was it was scary. And so you are also someone who chose passion in your career for your career over necessarily the money or chasing a degree or anything like that. And so what I wanted to build this around is that the idea of that passion will take you places that money can't, and we can't always chase the money in what we're looking for for a career. And I did some research on it. So just some numbers off the top before we get into it, JB, is that less than half of employees are satisfied in their jobs. And only well, less than 20% of that were even were passionate about the jobs that they had. So I feel like it's important to to have passion in whatever you do. And the reason why I say that is because you can almost monetize anything nowadays. It depends on how much time and effort and everything you're going to be, you're going to put into it. But JB, enough. I've talked a lot at the opening of this segment. What are your thoughts on passion versus money?
1: No, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, anything you do, and not only with career, but in relationships, in in whatever you do, you have to have passion because without passion, you ha- you have nothing. Uh, the driving force can't be money because you know, when you do get that money, then what? Or if the money's the money is not right, uh, or it is right and you're just miserable every day going to work, then what? What really is that money doing for you? And you know, I just you know, I was telling you, and you kind of know because we've known each other for a long time. But my story, kind of. Is like this because I, you know, growing up as a child, I wanted to be a doctor. Then I realized I hated science. So I wanted to be, because I've always loved math. I wanted to be an accountant. I realized accounting was boring. Mm-hmm. So going into like my later high school years, I always loved computers. I'm like, you know what? I want to be a computer science. I want to be the next Bill Gates. So I learned to be a software developer and I, I got my degree in computer science only to realize like, man, this shit is boring as hell. All you do is smoke cigarettes and code all day. <laughs> literally, that's all you yeah. do. And I'm like, oh man. And, um, I remember I was in between jobs and I got a job working for Verizon and, um, it wasn't Verizon wireless, but it was Verizon, um, business. So for business landlines and also back then, if you remember DSL was like big back then. Mm. So it was a sales job. And the first thing you had to do was you had to go through a two week training program and it was a clock. The company was kind of in a turning point. So they were like bringing in a lot of different people and, uh, the training class was about 15 to 20 people. And, um, I cheat you not. I was like the number one student in the class. I had the highest test grades. Like it was all the the, the course uh, was all product knowledge and like what to do on the phone. And I knew everything down pack. I knew all the product, everything we get out now. And, um, I think on the second day they did like, you know, for the sports fans out there did like a, a draft. They had all the different managers there. And, um, they had all, the whole training group there and they started picking people, like cherry picking people. And I was the second overall pick which i thought was crazy because it wasn't only the training class it was the entire company that was doing this draft because they were like repurposing the company Mm -hmm. and i was the second overall pick i i'm the new guy i haven't even been on the phones yet and i got picked and the supervisor happened to be the same trainer he was becoming a supervisor so anyway i felt like i had a lot on my shoulders already because i'm supposed to be like the captain of the team and i'm like the new guy i get on my first day. And on my first day I get zero sales none and I'm I feel pretty shitty about myself because I've never done sales I'm like this. Maybe it's not for me. And I'm like, you know what? i might I'm I'm probably not gonna come back the next day mm-hmm. The next day I, I I decide to go back and again like towards the end of the day I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna tell the supervisor like listen. I'm I thank you for the opportunity. I'm not coming back I go back get no sales at the end of the day now, I go talk to him and like, listen, I just want to let you know I won't be coming back tomorrow. He's like, why? He's like, oh, I'm like, I have no sales. He's like, listen, just work, like stay with us. We'll, we'll work with you. I get back on the phone. I end up getting a sale before I leave. The next day, he puts me next to this lady. The lady was like, listen, I've heard you before. You're good on the phone. It's just that you got to be confident with yourself. I think that day when I left, I ended up leaving with like 15 sales, which was the most sales of the department for that day. And since that day, I've never looked back. And the one thing I love about sales is I, I just love it. I have a gift of gab; I can go on and talk forever, as you can hear. And I just have passion. And with that passion, I'm now making probably the same, if not more money than a computer scientist makes because of the passion. It took me from becoming a salesperson. Now I'm a, I'm a manager and I'm happy doing what I do. And it's my passion.
0: Yeah. And and, and it, it it's funny because like I didn't discover, uh to to piggyback off you, like podcasting until I was almost thirty, right? Uh yeah, we've been doing that almost I'm thirty three now, I've been doing it for that long, so it was a little bit before I turned thirty and um the love that I have for like someone who's an introvert who doesn't in regular life life like talking much that I'm able what I'm able to do on the mic has been amazing. And and where it's taken me and, and speaking at conferences and things to help people. And that wouldn't have been like money wouldn't get me through that because I hate talking. It's only in my passion and what i in doing it that gets me through Doing this every week, and that I haven't stopped. I haven't slowed down. Since the time I started podcasting, I don't think there's been a week where I haven't podcasted at all since I started podcasting back when we were doing the wrestling podcast five years ago. You feel me? I've recorded a podcast at least once a week. Ever since then. And so, Pat, that's nothing but passion. I have only ever since the inception of The Awakening Soul I've only ever not recorded an episode or missed completely one time. One time. And that's because I was on vacation. And I had to force myself to do that. And that is passion gets you through that. On top of that, photography and videography. That came out of me wanting to find better ways to promote my podcast. Now, I literally think about something to film every single day short films every single day it's that's passion when i say that passion will get you through where money won't it's important because i had a job that i loved i thought i loved doing but still there were still times where i woke up and i dreaded that drive going to work and had to hype myself up and so i don't want to act like money's not important but what i will say is that i honestly think that And I said this at the beginning of this. You can find a way to monetize almost anything. When you look at stuff that people have monetized. For example, someone saw that cow shit helped fertilize their things. And they sold cow shit. Now, fertilizer is one of the biggest fucking things in the world. For a long time in, what, the 60s, pet rocks were a thing. People were buying pet rocks. And so when I say that, and that's, that's even before the modern age. Now, like there are, you can monetize almost anything. The thing is, is that you have to find out what your passion. And there are some people who are very passionate about clocking in nine to five every day. And I, and I don't look at those people any lower than I do. Somebody who is passionate about b- doing YouTube videos or podcasting or public, I don't look at it because everyone's passion is different, but when you are passionate about what you're, what you're doing, it will pull you through when that check it don't like there's some things that it doesn't matter how much that check is going to be at the end of the day. You just can't put your all into it. And that's why passion is important. And I want I will say also, I want to make sure that I point out that sometimes it's not always about being able to live off your passion because that's not feasible for everyone. So sometimes you do have to find a nine to five or a job or whatever to supplement your passion. But I think people get so caught up in the money that they won't even make time for their passion Then Their whole life is going to clock in that nine to five and they don't have nothing else other than their bills paid, which is good. But then their life is unfulfilled. And that's when depression and everything kicks in and people will look at it like you have a great job. You're making this money. You own your house. What do you have to be depressed about? I'm depressed because I don't have passion in anything I'm doing. That's why I think it's important to find your passion and then to figure out if you can monetize it, do it. If you can make a full time living out of it, do it. If you can't, You still need to make time for things that you're passionate about.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with all those sentiments. And like you said before, I mean, when you have passion that can lead to a bunch of other different things, like you said, your passion for doing a single podcast, look at what's taking you now. You know, you do videos, you do, uh, you do um, photography, you do a bunch of stuff. Um, You're a, you're a tech head, you're a, you're a um, sound engineer, you're, you have so many different hats that you wear now, all started from what? Uh, uh, just a passion of wanting to create content, yeah. but that small thing turns like this whole big thing. And you know, everybody's story the same way. And like you said, it doesn't matter whether you're a content creator or it's a simple nine to five. In my case, it's a simple nine to five. But also, I have I, I have passion for different things, and and that's good too to have passion for more than one thing. I have passion for for me and and coaching and mentoring people into good salespeople mm-hmm. as a sales coach. But I also have the passion in creating content. and you know, there's a lot of things that that people don't know, but like you and I kind of started, well, you started before me in, in the content creating game, maybe like six months, eight months before me, but you know, like how we met, a lot of people don't know how we met, but you had an ad on Reddit saying you're looking for a co-host
0: <laughs> for, for a free, I don't know if you
1: remember Yeah, that. I do,
0: for a wrestling for podcast. A, yeah. Right, for
1: a wrestling podcast, and I hit you up. We we talked, I think, on, on Reddit or text, I don't remember how yeah. we talked, and we hit it off, and look, we're like, you know, great friends now, all these years later, but let me tell you something about Hayes. Hayes gives the bullshit about him being an introvert. He used to be an introvert. And let me tell you, I used to get so pissed at this dude because I was the only one going out networking. And I'd be like, yo, you got to go out network. Networking. No, 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 no. I'm not networking. I ain't talking to anybody. And now this guy networks like no other. And how did that all start? Oh, With man. The passion for podcasting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess and I didn't now, think about it that way.
1: Absolutely. Like. You, you're going to have to drop that introvert because you're no longer an introvert, my friend. You're out there. You're social. You're talking. Like, I see you tweeting and getting conversation with people and sitting back on my phone. I smile because I'm like, this is not the same dude I met three, four, you know, however long years ago.
0: You've grown. And it all started again with podcasting and your passion for podcasting. That's crazy, man. Because I, I, it's funny because I didn't even think about that. I remember when there were like times where it's like like oh yeah talk with them no, you know honestly, they they want to work they want to work with our network i'm like no i'm good You handle it yeah i be like what the hell bro this man they want to
1: talk to anybody i'm like yo talk strike up conversation on um on twitter with different people nah bro oh yo i'm in this i'm in this group chat get it nah bro nah bro i'm not talking to anybody <laughs> but you've grown like it i trust me i've seen this like i i see you and hear you every day so i've seen from where you were once to where you are now and that's
0: it's a beautiful thing, bro. So props to you on that. I appreciate that, man. I and hey, that's like you said, passion. Cause I, I like there's no amount of money that could have ever got me to talk to anybody. Like like legit. I've been managers and assistant managers of whole entire arenas where I didn't talk to half my own staff because I'm just like, you know what? No, this is the floor you're on. We don't have nothing to talk about. Tell me when your job's done. Um, but yeah, man, I and I and I wanna say that I think um like being the group that we built with the WWP in first. And I don't want to turn this into this happy thing, but like um that group did help me come out of that because like we all hit, it's amazing to have such a group of people who none of them knew each other beforehand. And we all hit it off amazingly. And I think, because of that, it it helped me learn. All right, I can talk to people I've never met before, and and this is a perfect example. Now, for example, like like Dan from from Black Long Legal Eyes and a few through Screws Loose, I talked, I text him, I, I will DM about stuff, and it's like we've never even been faced. Me and you, we've never even been in the same place physically yeah. ever, which is crazy considering we've known each other for like five years at this point. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's passion. Ha- being passionate about something is so important, and I think like through my twenties. I was so focused on sup- on providing for my family that I really didn't take time out to find out what I was passionate about. And, you know, it, that's that's not a bad thing. Like you have to make sacrifices. But going like people always I've always heard that, like, your th- life gets easier in your 30s because stuff starts clicking. And that's been nothing but truer for me because it's like I really I really found so many passions of mine that I would have never took the time out to find out. With talking to people and photography, I don't even like talking to people, much less taking pictures of people. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's important. It's very and highly important to be passionate and to find something. And if you can not monetize it, you can't do it. If not, oh, oh well, you still you still have passions. What I will say is that I think as the money makes the world go round, right? And yes, sir. And it's like we have to have money to survive, but I think – your brain gets stimulated differently when you have passions on top of that. Like, so, um, you gotta, you gotta find it, man. That's it. I I got nothing left. Uh, man. I just, I appreciate you talking. I appreciate you sharing that story because for anyone like we're, we're two opposite not opposite sides of the coin, but we're different. Like you did find your passion in your nine to five and training people and helping people develop and become better people. And I found my passion outside of a nine to five. And that just goes to show that that spectrum of passion can be anywhere and anything and you just got to find where on that diagram you fall in and then make it work for you
1: and you're on your end and i'm and i'm you know i'm on
0: my end but also we have a mutual middle with this game that we're in right now so absolutely Absolutely. well jb i want to thank you for joining me man give them your social media they should follow you and listen to you on the film frequency but that's just my opinion (laughs) don't tell them where they can find you at
1: yeah, so I can be reached on Twitter uh, uh, That's at the P1JB At T-H-E P1JB uh, Like Hayes said, um, check us out on Film Frequency um, We have episodes going up Every, uh, what is it, every Monday We go up? I don't even know at this point
0: Yeah, it's every Monday and every other Thursday We have fallen off our schedule A little bit because like you went on vacation And we've had some stuff going on But when we're back on our schedule full time It's every Monday for sure And then every other Thursday you guys get a bonus episode there you go and uh yeah i just want to thank you for having me on bro appreciate it oh man anytime and thank you and you'll be hearing them again because i already have i didn't tell you this i already have our next episode planned so you, you complain about not being on the waking so I, within the next 30 days you'll be on two or three times and not counting this episode all right so that was my conversation with jb as you hear some things got um <laughs> got revealed about me and how I've how I've grown and changed since, you know, finding this passion in podcasting and passion in really creating. Like that was the thing if me in my in my 20s, I didn't really create. My passion was my kids, my family, working and uh basketball. That's really it, you know. I used to have the saying that it was God, family and the Chicago Bulls and that was really all I kind of focused on for a long time. But I took the chance to start a podcast, right? And I found like-minded people who wanted to talk about wrestling at the time. And that, I did that for like like three years. And then eventually I was like, you know what? Now I've learned these skills with podcasts. I've learned how to edit, I've learned how to host, I've learned like how to display my personality. What do I wanna do different with it? That's how The Awakened Soul was born. And through The Awakened Soul, uh, how to promote that better, I eventually got into video. Video led me to photography, led me to buying cameras. Let me, it just, it's 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 a, it's a path, right? But following my passion which at the time was I just really wanted to talk and have a podcast and and, and t- find myself talking to like-minded individuals. It led me to so much that I would not have found if I didn't take that leap and bound and went into something that was scary because of my personality, but also was my passion. So just me and JB, we, we gave our story. We talked a little bit about it, but I want to kind of break it down at a higher level. So I want to talk about the pros and cons of both targeting a high salary and the pros and cons of targeting uh your passion. And then we're going to try to come up with some ways of how to use that now, that knowledge, to flip it. And, and you can make your determination on which one is better for you to chase. So the pros and cons of targeting a high salary. So this is what we have right now. Money is obviously one, right? Financial safety and security is one as well. Some people also find it and feel that they have more respect when they are having a when they have a high salary. So uh, and that and also saving money for a rainy day, which in the times that we're in now, you can tell that that is important. So those are the, those are some of the pros of chasing and focusing on just the salary and what you do in your career wise. Right. Um, And so that those things are all very important. Money. We have already talked about safety and security. Definitely respect. Uh, we'll talk about if if respect necessarily comes from a high salary or if it's more envy or if it's just more of a, hey, I wish I can I can have that saving for a rainy day is probably the most important thing on this part of the list for me, because as someone who has a family, as someone who uh, has to think about their kids eventually going to college and how we're going to fund that saving for a rainy day, being able to save period are things that only are able to do If your salary is higher, if you're living within a certain amount of of means to your salary, Um, so yeah. But let's look at some of the downsides or some of the cons of focusing on salary and what you do under development. If you start chasing the big money initially, um, sometimes you don't develop skills that come with chasing with focusing on passion. Like we, like my, my mindset, and we'll talk about it here. I really feel that in most cases, your passion can eventually match that salary. It's just about it takes more time, right? More effort, more more things to learn in marketing. But what you're doing over the course of the time is you're learning those things, right? You're learning how to develop. You're learning how to market your passion as a business. You're learning how to price it and how to come. So you're building more skills sometimes that way. So under development is a thing that could be a con depending on the route that you go about it. If you focus on targeting a high salary first, uh, second if you to follow if you target that high salary regardless of anything else sometimes you miss the ability to build professional connections and then that's when you end up being stuck in a job for a long time and while the salary initially was enough for you if you're stuck in that job for 5 years or so who's to say your way of living hasn't changed to where that salary no longer really is is the the optimal salary that you need so you chase that high salary for example like people coming out of high school or people in the midst of college like $30,000 a year 35 it's probably a lot for them um, coming out, and most probably don't even make that. But if if five years from now, now you have your first kid, you're getting married, you're, you're that that thirty thousand no longer goes the same distance that it went before. So think about those things as well. Working hours, a well-paying job does not come free, especially if you target early, and sometimes you have to put in a lot of time, especially for like me. I was salary when I was working at at a casino before, and I eventually had to look at the amount of time that I had to put in being salary while my salary was high. The time kind of diminished that some. So when you target just that first and you don't kind of build your own way, um, those working hours can get outrageous. And then it's really if you look at it, you're really working for like a little bit above minimum wage because while your salary is high, especially for some of my my salary employees know that they got to put in like 50, 55 hours a week to get the same amount of money that if they would did 30 hours a week. So think about that as well. Competition. Now, some people, this may be something that's on the pro side because some people are very competitive and they thrive in competitive natures. But for some people who have jobs that are like highly profitable entry level positions, I think they're like ins- people who sell insurance or people who are door to door salesmen, which still do exist, um, even though they probably don't go door to door, they probably go business to business or they make cold calls or they get leads. But you know, the the competitiveness of that, it's fine when you're young. Like you think of somebody who's like 20, between 20, 25, maybe doesn't have any kids. That environment probably does build a lot in you in uh, relative the professional connections, but it also helps your work ethic. But sometimes, like I said, again, those things, those environments change. And at some point when you start having kids, do you really have time to be as competitive and to make cold calls and things like that? So that's something to think of as well. Pressure is the next con. Um, Chasing a high salary, if you're not passionate about it, depending on the field that you're in, can cause a lot of pressure on you that you may not be mentally equipped to deal with for a long period of time. And then you get stress, then you get depression, and then that's what causes our last con, health issues. Sometimes in some of these high salary jobs that you chase initially without kind of building yourself up, if you're not passionate about it, if you just go into one, um, especially like my commission workers that like. That stress causes health issues, which yeah, if you and you know, a lot of the sales jobs don't pay for your insurance as well. That then builds into your health, and it takes away from your health. You do you can develop sleep disorders, you can develop uh, back pain, uh, physical pain, all these things that then you have to weigh: is that that is is it worth it? What you're putting in to chase these high salary jobs that you may not be passionate about. And again, these things aren't gonna to overlay to everyone. So I know some people are listening like, well, I chased a high salary, now I'm a general manager at such and such and my life is easier. That does happen, that does happen. So I'm one, I, this is just the things to look out for. And here goes, we're going into now the pros and cons of chasing passion or chasing what you love to do, right? career go growth, if I can talk right. (laughs) The first, this is the most tangible benefit of this whole thing is that you become better and smarter at something you love every day and you find a way to be more efficient at it. You know, there, there's that age old saying that say, if you do what you love, have you ever, are you, are you really working a day or whatever, however that goes, I'm kind of paraphrasing. But when you, when you build it out yourself, and you chasing your passions if you're passionate about photography if you're passionate about sound engineering if you're passionate about building tables and selling those tables when you look at the growth that's in that and we've already talked about it when i was doing the cons of the other side of it you're you're it's easy to just say oh i'm selling more tables now making more tables but you got to look at all the skills that you've built in doing that marketing selling yourself selling your business uh bringing other people's dreams to reality if you're like a creator or a painter or something like that and the, the that growth in not only your career but you're also growing yourself and your passion is almost unmatched networking that you for if, if for someone who doesn't have a traditional job or if you're chasing your passion you have to you networking comes easy this is something that me and jb talked about in our segment is that it becomes really easy because even if it's not within your personality initially it starts just becoming natural because you're not focusing on the fact of I'm networking, interacting with people that I really, I really don't usually do this. You're just focused on that passion, and it's getting you through and helping you build. And like what, I, what we talked about in JB, he when he said you can't call yourself an introvert anymore because I've seen you go from someone who didn't want to talk to people or sending other people to talk to people to now you're interacting with someone every day. And that I didn't even realize until you said it, and that could only have happened through me chasing a passion. For me, learning. We just talked about that. You learn so many things and so many skills and so much about yourself when you're actually chasing something you're passionate at because there's nothing like betting on yourself and what that does to your confidence, what that does to the, to helping be able to build the confidence of the people around you and inspiring people. When you learn, when you when you focus on your passion and try to turn that into, into your business. Health. We had to talk about health as a con on the other side, so we got to talk about it in this. Being happy in what you do alleviate some of that day to day work stress. I'm not going to say you're never going to have a stressful day, even if you do what you love, because there are there are even going to be times where you have you think, do I really want to keep doing this or should I go more traditional route with working? But if when you are happy in it and, you know, so even if it's a physically taxing job, it does take away. I um, mean, it does add to your health overall, especially mental health. And that's something that we need to talk about, um, more and more is mental health in the age that we live in, in which we are understanding the importance of mental health more, um, doing what you love and what you're passionate about is even more valuable. Your confidence. That's another pro in this. When we talked about your learning, but when you're doing what you, what you love and you keep improving that confidence is building and that confidence will take you places that the money couldn't, again, passion will take you where money won't or money can't. And so that passion leads to confidence, and then that goes everywhere else overall pleasure that is the last pro that we have here is the pleasure of all of it because you find if you find pleasure in what you do and what your passion is and what you do day to day that filters in through every aspect of life and then you'll find yourself being happier you'll find yourself being able to deal with the day to day stresses uh better and the things that maybe used to get you get under your skin no longer are because you are doing what you love and what you're passionate about so those are the pros um that I came into let's talk about some of the cons even though this is we got to be fair and what I like doing here is talking about both sides of the coin uh, you can possibly earn less so if you do what you what, what your passion is it's not always going to be profitable especially not right away so you you can earn less so that's something that you have to look out for can you afford to earn less for a little while while you figure out how to monetize your passion Sometimes it's hard to relax, relax when you're doing your passion. If you're doing what you're passionate about, it's it becomes exciting for for that initial way, but you always have to be brainstorming because it's all on you. You are your own marketing team uh, for a while at first. You're your own human resources. You're your own uh, uh, supplier. You're, you're your own everything. So it's hard to kind of chill and detach. Um, and that's something that I definitely experience in this is that it's hard for me to detach. I live and breathe creating and podcasting and everything at this point that it it affects so much of my mind sometimes that I have to force myself to take a step back and relax. So that is definitely a con of it as well. Failure to meet expectations. Now, in chasing your passion, you may think, oh, well, in a year, I'm going to be making such and such dollars. And if you don't meet that expectation, you start feeling like a failure. You have to be truthful of how long it's going to take your dream to materialize. And that can be a year, that can be six months. Some people, hell, it's instant. But you have to realize that there's a very high expectations that your first set of very high chance that your first set of expectations or goals, you may not quite meet. And that's fine. You have to, then you have to weigh if it's worth to continue to pursue. And then the last one, the last con in this, and that some people will see, and this is why it's important to be honest with yourself, is that your passion may disappear. Some people are passionate about something because it's not something that they have to do a living for example i love to cook i even thought about going to culinary school for a while but then i was like all right as much as i love cooking as much as it's therapy for me i love doing it for my family what would that take and i never chased it because i felt like that would take away from me loving to cook for my family if i if i have to do that for a a job i'm gonna come home and i'm not gonna want to cook um so your passion could disappear uh if it's something that you now have to rely on and that's why i say even in what we're talking about, I'm not necessarily saying you should try to chase your passion as your full time source of income. I'm saying if you can monetize it, do it. If you can monetize it to the point where you can live off of it, definitely try to obtain it. But this is more so about focusing and finding your passion and then putting time into that with every way you can. Um, If that works, that you can go full time with it, then definitely do it. But you can find that your passion does disappear when you when you are building tables, uh, so, just to keep with our, uh, with our previous, um, example, if you're building tables and let's say you build one or two tables a year or every six months, but then you decide, all right, I'm going to build tables permanently. And now you're building, ta- you're building six to eight tables freaking every couple of weeks or whatever, or however fast you can do it. You may find, Hey, I really don't like this table shit anymore. Um, so you have to, that could be a kind of it is that Some passions are only passions because they aren't something that you have to do all the time. And if it becomes that, your passion may slip away from it. So uh, that's the last con of chasing your passion rather than chasing the money. So now more so I, I gave you guys pros and cons but I like to figure out and always give you guys something to walk away with on how you can make that decision or, or things to think about if if you're in the midst especially with like this current age that we live in a lot of people have lost their jobs and those jobs aren't going to come back and they're maybe thinking about chasing a passion more so than going back into a traditional job but these are going to I'm going to give you 10 things to consider before making that decision before you make the decision if you're going to chase passion or if you're going to chase money First thing is determine your priorities, because like we talked about, if you're someone who's younger, you may have more leeway to try to chase your passions right now and make less money. But if you have a whole family, depending on you, then your priority may be putting money and food on on, on the table for that family. You can't really afford to take time away. You can't really afford to take time away to chase your passion uh, fully. I still think even in no how, no matter how busy we are, we need to make time for things that we're passionate and that we care about. But you have to determine your priorities. The second thing that you want to make sure and get in line before you decide which way you're going to go is motivation. If you're not going to be motivated either like to chase your passion, or if you're not going to stay and be able to stay motivated and chasing a nine to five, you need to be honest with yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing throughout this list is you have to be honest with where you were and talk to yourself. We don't always talk to our, ourselves and get ourselves in a position to where we can be honest and even determine what we really want, because we don't talk. We're not honest with ourselves. We, we convince ourselves of X, Y, Z because it sounds or feels good. It feels like the right thing that we should do, the, the right thing um, that we are not honest. So are you going to be able to stay motivated in either way? Third thing is, is location. I can't say enough. You know, YouTube and podcasting can be done anywhere. But, you know, and everyone has tables. So I guess our previous uh, example isn't going to work. But, for example, if your passion for some reason is yard design or landscaping, I guess is the thing. But if you live somewhere in a place that, you know, landscaping isn't going to be a thing, then unfortunately, you're not going to be able to chase that passion in that while you're in that location. Um, So, you know, you got to you got to be honest with where you are physically, not mentally at this point, where you are physically, for example, like the cost of living of where you are. You have to look at it like everything, even in chasing your passion. And if you get to the point where you're trying to do it full time, you, you, there's a certain way of living that you have to maintain, especially if you like live in New York. You can't just chase a passion that's gonna make you $20,000 a year unless I don't know where, unless you're gonna have like 15 roommates forever. But so you gotta think about location and how expensive it is to live uh, to where you are. And then also how sustainable is your passion in the area you're in? And I am, as a military brat, as someone who moved, I'm never against moving somewhere that is more conducive to your passion. So consider that as well. Location. Location is very, very important for age group. It's it's so much easier to learn new skills. And like I said, take the chance of a less salary when if you're younger. I'm not saying generally this isn't an ageism thing, but it's true. And, and you know, if you're a college student, you have more time to find your passion. Whereas you're, if you're someone with me who found your passion late at life, you kind of have to figure it out in the midst of also maintaining your and your family's lifestyle. So, um, age group is important. If not necessarily the age group of your passion, because I ageism and stuff like that, I don't, I don't factor and believe in, but as far as like how many other people have are going to be affected by the decision you live in when you're younger, less people tend to be affected by you chasing your passion, whereas if you're older, you have a family, there are more people that are affected by that. And that goes into number five is do you have children? Because overall, as parents, we have to put ourselves in a position to best provide for our children financially, um, as well as mentally and and physically and all those all those things as well. Um, So you got to think if you're chasing your passion. What does that do to teaching your kids? What, how important it is to chase it? But also, if you're chasing your passion over necessarily the money right away, how does that affect the way that you're able to provide for your kids, which we talked about as well? <laughs> Number six, unemployment, especially now, like a lot of freelance videographers and photographers don't have work. So, are you going to be able to sustain if there are periods of you not being able to work on your passion, or if you're thinking about quitting your full time job to go into your passion, can you afford that? Can can the way that you live without it causing more stress on you, can you afford that? Seven, friends and family. And this is something that a lot of people have different thoughts on because I don't have the expectation necessarily for my family to listen to my podcast or to watch my YouTube videos. I, I like the encouragement more than anything. Um, And, you know, some people really find it hard to get motivated if their family, the people that are closest to them aren't supporting them the way that strangers are supporting them. So your friends and your family are the people that are closest to you. Are they gonna be able to help you if you need that help? If that's something that you rely on, are they gonna be able to support it or is it going to start causing turmoil, especially in your family? And if it does cause turmoil there, are you equipped to deal with that to still get through chasing your passion? Number eight, consider the long-term goals. I can't stress that enough. You have to have a plan. It's easy to just say, I'm gonna quit I'm a podcast every day for the rest of my life. OK, but how how are you going to monetize that? How are you going to turn that into something? Are you going to go on live show tours? Are you going to are you selling enough merch or is it a combination of all these things? Are you going to be sound engineering as well? Like it's a lot of different things to consider, but you have to have those long term goals set. I like to go into everything with a very short term goal. So maybe 30 to 60 days where I want to see myself another one, a mid one. So another four to six months where do I want to see myself there? And then a longer one where I want to see myself at the end of the year. And then an even longer one from that, what do the next five years look like, ideally in my head? And then also set up points to really stop and to look at, all right, how many of the goals have I hit? How, how if I haven't hit them? How have I called an audible? What have I done? You have to always be adjusting those long term goals because where you think you're going to be in five years today may drastically change hell in just a week from now. So think about those things as well and nine this goes back into being honest with yourself do you really know what you want i can't say that enough that we don't take enough time to really think about what we really want you know it may sound good to be able to podcast for x amount of time and x amount of days but is that something that you really really want or is it just something you're doing because it sounds good what do you truly want you have to be honest with yourself and number 10 the last one the most important one is trust your instincts I can't say it enough that most times in business and relationships and jobs, we already know how things are going to go. We have an instinct about it. We don't always listen to it because we, we ignore it for several different reasons. But you have to trust those instincts, especially if you're betting on yourself and your passion. Those instincts are what's going to separate you from the other people around you, is you trust your instincts, trust how your perspective on things. And this is why it is important to talk to yourself. We always try to see it as talking to yourself is a negative thing. When talking to yourself really just means you trust yourself. So trust your instincts. Trust what comes in your head and trust if you if you feel like you got to go left instead of going right. Trust that because there's a reason why your body is telling you you should you should go that route. Trust your instincts. That's the last thing. Hopefully you guys got a lot out of this episode, uh, this segment, uh, this idea that I had, you know, conversation with me and JB. I want to thank you guys all for listening. Um, Yeah, that's it. I ain't got nothing else for you guys. Let me know. Are you guys chasing your passion? Are you chasing the money? I would love to hear from you. You can do that by sending an email to theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Or you can also send us a voicemail or just call. And that's 614-547-2039. Lastly, if you want to follow the podcast and I'll give it at the top of the show, give it to you again now. Follow it at Awakensoulpod or at The Awakensoulpod just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes. I am available for any photography, videography gigs, you go see i gotta chase my passion but i want to thank you guys seriously so much for just the support over the last who our third year anniversary is coming up that's wild wow yeah third year anniversary is in about six months damn that's crazy man uh we've come so far shout out to the breaks media shout out to uh we actually have some meetings with some other creatives who want to join the uh the breaks media so Maybe seeing some new faces and hearing some new voices around here, so I'm always excited for that. But that is it. We'll go ahead, send you guys away. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for all your love and support. I love each and every one of you. Peace. Count it up. Count it up.
4: Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Count it up, count it, can't take it when you die, do those stress Big bills, big bills, I fell in love with big wheels and quick thrills. My niggas running tip drills, can't sit still. Don't give a fuck if it kills, it mix well. I'm only counting big bills, big
2: bills. I fell in love with big wheels and quick thrills. My niggas running tip drills, can't sit still. Don't give a fuck if it
4: kills, it mix well. I'm only counting...